Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film editor Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. All right, Brad. Uh, the news situation today in the world of movies and TV, pretty dire. Not a lot of great stuff to talk about, but there was one story that caught my attention that I thought uh, would be interesting for us to talk about, and that is... Some comments made by the director of Morbius, Daniel Espinosa. So Morbius opens this weekend and sort of in preparation for that or in support of that, he participated in this Q&A with uh, Cinema Blend and they asked him, is there a Spider-Man in Venom's universe? And he said, of course. And they said, okay, so which Spider-Man exists in Venom's universe? And he said, it is my understanding that audiences will discover the answer soon. So that's the entire thing that we're going to go off of here today. But I have a lot of questions about this. And I'm just going to pose all of them to you. uh, And and we'll bounce back and forth and sort of see what we think here. And this is going to be sort of a wider ranging conversation about where we think Spider-Man is going in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. So uh, first question, Brad, which Spider-Man do you think exists in Venom's universe? So this will kind of act as an answer to also your second question that I see on our document here, because... I wouldn't be surprised that if it's just an alternate version of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Ooh, okay. I had not considered this. I just assumed if Tom Holland is coming back, it is the Tom Holland that we've spent, you know, whatever, three movies plus with at this point. But you're thinking it could be Tom Holland back playing a slightly tweaked version of Peter Parker? Yeah, so I I think that the idea of... Tom Holland Spider-Man potentially crossing over from the MCU into the Venom universe isn't out of the question. Uh, And it would allow both Marvel Studios and Sony to use him interchangeably and still keep him in, you know, Avengers movies or whatever crossover potential movies there might be. Um, But I think that it would be interesting if there was just another version of Tom Holland Spider-Man with slightly different experiences, uh, maybe hasn't uh, faced any major villains yet, is still becoming Spider-Man. So that way we can kind of get an earlier version of Spider-Man before we saw him in Captain America Civil War uh, and Spider-Man Homecoming and kind of fill in 
what would essentially be like the gaps that we don't see in the MCU uh, and giving us an idea of, you know, maybe what younger uh, Peter Parker was was up to um, shortly after he got his spider powers or something like that. Huh. Okay. so like in this scenario, if they decide to go in that direction, you're saying that that Sony could use him in their sort of spin-off universe of, you know, Craven the Hunter and Venom and and the stuff that they're doing, but also Marvel could use him. Do you think that if it's a tweaked version of the character that that version would then come back into the MCU or do you think that Tom Holland would be playing essentially two versions of Peter Parker like maybe theoretically at the same time if he's like in uh, appearing in a Sony movie and then let's say that he renews his contract or comes back in some way and then it's in the MCU, it's supposed to be the other uh, Peter Parker, the one that we've spent all this time with. Do you think that's possible that there would be like two versions of the same guy? I think it's possible. I'm not necessarily sure how likely it is. I think it's something that could be cool. It could also be very confusing for audiences to have the same actor playing two different versions of Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. But we've seen audiences have now latched onto stuff that we previously thought was going to be way too obscure and way too complicated for audiences to get a grasp on. Whether it's, uh, you know, the multiverse or any, any of this deep cut stuff that we're starting to see you know, audiences are, are sticking with it and they're uh, they're figuring out what's going on. And so I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility um, to have two different versions of Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah, I think like something like uh, Doctor Strange where like we've seen in the trailers for uh, in the Multiverse of Madness where um, there's like a dark version of Doctor Strange that has a goat or not the goatee, but like a, a different sort of hairstyle, a different kind of look, um, you know, some sort of... Uh, visually distinctive characteristic change that it's very obvious that it's not the exact same Stephen Strange that we've been spending all this time with. I wonder if they would do something as drastic as change Tom Holland's appearance uh, to that level where like it would be visually clear just from from glancing at him that it might be different. But yeah, give him like a like a huge boil on his cheek or uh, a John Waters pencil mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so so uh, going back to these uh, the the comments from the Morbius director about this other potential Spider-Man in the the Venom universe. Do you think that there's any chance that he's referencing Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire here? Um, Andrew Garfield would be the more likely out of the two if that were to happen. I don't think Tobey Maguire uh, would probably would come back as as Spider-Man unless he was given a truckload of money. um, Which, you know, Sony probably wouldn't mind spending to do something like bringing him into there. But uh, we've already established that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man has already dealt with his own version of Venom in his universe, and that universe is canon uh, in the MCU. So I think that would be actually even more confusing than having <laughs> two, di- two different Tom Hollands. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man seems like it could be possible because um, he never dealt with Venom in his franchise, and that could be something that happened maybe later in his days as Spider-Man after the events of Amazing Spider-Man 2. But if I remember correctly, I think in Spider-Man No Way Home, there's a line where Andrew Garfield is shocked about um, Tom Holland having to deal with aliens. Mm-hmm. And and if Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man dealt with Venom at some point, then you would think that maybe he would already be cool or not surprised by aliens. But I suppose this is something that could maybe happen after the multiverse stuff, which would explain why, you know, maybe it could be Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man in that universe. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think the odds are that Sony would recast the role again after, you know, especially when No Way Home sort of um, brought to the forefront how, uh, how obvious it is that there have been so many actors playing this role over the past 20 years. Do you think that Sony would actually recast the role again um, so soon, I guess? 
Um, I think that's probably less likely, uh, especially if it's somebody who doesn't have their own Spider-Man franchise yet. That, that would just seem kind of weird. Even, even if the way we were introduced to the newest Spider-Man is by having him pop up in Captain America Civil War, that just seems like a weird thing for Sony to want to do if they intend to have you know a prominent Spider-Man in that Venom universe. Um, but one of the potential possibilities to that regard and would actually be something that fans would be super excited about uh, would be to bring in Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Because mm-hmm. obviously Miles Morales is a very popular character. Um, we've seen him in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but we've yet to get uh, a live-action version. Uh, and there was a nod to the character um, from Donald Glover's character in Spider-Man Homecoming. So uh, there's definitely room there for that for that to happen. And uh, that's that's something that we could easily see come together as well. Yeah. So do you think that when Daniel Espinosa said that uh, it is my understanding that audiences will discover the answer soon of which Spider-Man exists in Venom's universe, that he could have just simply been referencing the um, the Silk movie, the upcoming movie based on the, the sort of female spider character Silk. Uh, do you think he could have meant a spider person instead of the, a literal Spider-Man there? Um, because I think uh, Olivia Wilde, if I'm not mistaken, is attached to direct this Silk movie. I doubt that because like Spider-Man has a very clear delineation from Silk. There's not really much confusing when you're talking about Spider-Man and talking about a character like Silk. So I think that being asked directly, you know, about Spider-Man, he wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, there's one coming up soon. And and, like in his mind, he's like Silk is definitely a Spider-Man. Yeah, not Uh, playing coy. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I don't think that's the case. Okay. So you mentioned Miles Morales. Do you think a live action Miles Morales will be introduced either in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Sony's universe of Marvel characters, whatever the hell they're calling it now, uh, before or after the completion of the Spider-Verse movies? Because obviously Miles is the the lead character of those films. Um, you know, we're talking about confusion, but also like the, the sort of uh, willingness of audiences to go on the ride and sort of embrace things that they never would have embraced even five or 10 years ago. Um, do you think that uh, a, an animated version of Miles can coexist with a live action version in the theatrical space from Sony at the same time. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's too difficult to imagine, especially when you consider how many different iterations there are of Batman from the the big screen to the small screen. There's there's even several different, uh, like I think even dozens of different versions of animated Batman in DC Comics animated movies. So I think having an animated Miles Morales and a live action Miles Morales at the same time isn't uh, out of the question and could be very cool. In fact, I actually think that there's there could be a really cool way that uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse could maybe introduce us to a live-action Miles Morales, and that could be the Spider-Man that we get in the Venomverse, because mm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse already deals with the idea of parallel dimensions, uh, the, you know, the multiverse, these, these alternate realities, and easily one of the other Spider-Men that's out there could be a live-action version. Um, Lord and Miller have already shown their ability to meld animation with live action by uh, with the Lego movie, by having that animated universe exist in the imagination of a kid and then taking us into that live action world within the same movie. So I think having the animated versions of all these different spider people in the, the Spider-Verse potentially at least catch a glimpse of the live action Miles Morales could be a cool way for Sony to introduce him and tease him for an introduction in a live action movie, whether it's a Venom movie uh, a different Spider-Man franchise, what what have you. I think that would like 
if, if people saw that in a post credit scene, it would blow their mind. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, given how, you know, how much people sort of like lost their minds in theaters at the events of No Way Home, that would definitely be a way for Sony to sort of juice up the uh, the Across the Spider-Verse parts one and two. Um, and, and you know, those the, that first movie was certainly like super well received and like won an Oscar and all that kind of stuff. But I'm sure they probably wished it made a little bit more at the box office. And if word goes around that, like, hey, a live action Miles Morales is in, is uh, introduced in this movie, that is definitely a way to sort of uh, bump the that the uh, box office receipts uh, for for that project. So that would definitely be like one of those big holy shit moments. So um, yeah, and and it's like embedded right there in the DNA of the story. It wouldn't be like an inorganic thing, like you mentioned. Yeah. So that would be that would be really cool. Um, more broadly, what do you think about the future of Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after? Spider-Man No Way Home. So spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, if you've not yet seen that movie and want to, uh, I guess, go in completely blind, skip away now, pause, come back later. Um, but Brad, given that that movie ends basically with like the, the sort of like origin story uh, of Peter Parker, like living by himself in New York City, nobody knows his identity anymore. Um, you know, it, it's sort of like going back to, to square one for that character. What do you think the future of Spider-Man looks like in the Marvel movies, given that, you know, Sony has the rights to him? And I think Tom Holland, as of, as of right now, as far as we know, I think Tom Holland is only signed on for one more appearance in an MCU project. And it's not like starring in another Spider-Man film. It's like the essentially, it's like a cameo kind of thing, like what Doctor Strange did in No Way Home, like uh, an appearance in another Marvel project. So what do you, what do you think the, the future of Spider-Man looks like, I guess, including or beyond that? Yeah, so before uh, No Way Home came out, I we were all talking about how what likely will happen because of the what Doctor Strange causes and the multiverse stuff, that that would be oh, the, the path that Spider-Man, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, had to being brought into the rest of Sony's planned universe of Spider-Man characters. But since that didn't happen, and the end of that movie very clearly established this kind of new era for that version of Peter Parker, I think that Spider-Man story will probably still continue uh, to be in the MCU. He got a new suit. He made it himself. He, he doesn't have uh, Aunt May anymore. His friends don't remember him. You know, this is, this is a a whole different version of Spider-Man that we get to see uh, living his life and a different story to be told there. So I think that that story has to continue and, you know, it won't all of a sudden just be a, a Sony exclusive thing. Um, I do think that it's fairly likely that Spider-Man pops up in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness simply because of that contractual uh, obligation. Um, when they when Marvel and Sony struck that new, new deal for the third Spider-Man movie, it did include one more appearance in a non-Spider-Man movie in the MCU. And that seems like the uh, most likely option just because of the multiverse of madness of it all. Having him appear, uh, maybe he's the one helping Doctor Strange this time. Uh, and there'll be something to, for him to do there. I suppose that there's a possibility that whatever happens in the multiverse of madness could still pave the way for Tom Holland Spider-Man to uh, enter the Sony Spider-Man universe or Venomverse, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe even that's where like we learn and he learns that there are other versions of himself out there. Maybe a prospect that he hasn't uh, thought of or come to terms with yet is that there are different versions of him out there, which would be something wild for him uh, to discover. So yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, there's no way for us to know the answer to this question, but it's I just find it really interesting to think about the idea of No Way Home and uh, in the Multiverse of Madness as this sort of one-two punch, given that um, Multiverse, uh, Multiverse of Madness was actually originally supposed to come out well before No Way Home, but because yeah. of the pandemic and everything, it's, it all sort of gotten screwed up. Um, so like, I, I just, I wonder now, like, I think if it had come out according to plan uh, in the original order, I would have said like, absolutely, Spider-Man would have shown up in Multiverse of Madness. But now I'm like, they, they sort of ended it, they capped it so well at the end of No Way Home that they, you know, Sony and Marvel both have left themselves, op- you know, completely open. They have like a blank slate now where like literally Tom Holland could never come back again and they could figure out some way to continue telling Spider-Man stories where they just closed the book on this trilogy and like they they did it and sort of like, you know, brush their hands and, and walk away. Um, but if if they bring Tom Holland back in Multiverse of Madness now that the order has switched and everything that sort of reopens the door that they just successfully closed. And, and um, you know, while they're doing their victory lap and everything now that reopening that door opens up a bunch more questions and like theoretically will probably require a series of new contracts to be signed and all of that kind of stuff. So I guess like, do you think that, that how, how much do you think Tom Holland will be involved going forward? I know you just said like, you think, you think the MCU Spider-Man stories have to continue, um, but given that like Uncharted is now a su- uh, successful franchise for Sony, how how far down this road do you think Tom Holland is willing to go as Spider-Man? Because I think in interviews he said, you know, like if I'm still playing this character at age whatever it was, 30 or 35 or something, like I'm, I've done something wrong. So um, do you think that that was just uh, the equivalent of Daniel Craig saying like, I'm going to slip my wrists again before I play <laughs> or before I play James Bond again? Um, what do you think? I mean, I think that he didn't he address that later and like that like he it was more like in jest than anything that like oh he, really I, I thought I thought he said something that he was he was definitely still interested in like playing Spider Man but like uh they were st- like because Sony has said that like they're figuring stuff out you know that there's not there's no deals in place or anything so I'm sure that they're having discussions and if anything Tom Holland is probably using it as you know a bargaining chip to make sure that he gets the best deal possible if you were to return for Spider-Man mm-hmm. and it, as it stands how old is Tom Holland right now anyway that's a good question I will look it up uh Tom he's, tw- he's 25 so 25, yeah. hypothetically he could still make three more Spider-Man movies across 10 years and still stay true to what he said anyway right. so so I think that that I don't think that he's going to turn down a a big payday and be a role that he does love. Uh, one thing that I was just thinking about, though, that I didn't take into consideration is, uh, obviously, at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, nobody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man anymore. That doesn't mean that, at least as far as we know, that the the MCU doesn't know that Spider-Man exists, but we don't know the extent to which their memory of working with Spider-Man and how that all played out was affected. So if everybody in the MCU doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man anymore... You know, then I guess that that kind of gives you a way to potentially take Spider-Man out of the MCU without us knowing it yet. Because if you think about it, whenever I, I don't see this is this is tough to really answer logistically because it seems like Peter Parker went back to his own universe, but it was just a universe where all of a sudden everybody didn't know who he was anymore. Mm-hmm. You would think that maybe that would just be a completely different universe where 
everything else was the same except for that. But it leaves so many questions about how people acknowledge the existence of Spider-Man and in his involvement in helping the Avengers and saving the world and all right. that stuff. So I wonder if maybe there's a reveal coming around the bend, well, you know, whether it's a multiverse of madness or something like that, where we do learn that Spider-Man now is in a completely different universe hmm. that, that isn't technically the MCU anymore. Yeah, I had a lot of questions at the very end because I, I didn't see No Way Home in theaters. I, I just caught up with it when it came out on digital. And at the end of that movie, which I thought worked really well, and I was like surprised at how much I liked it overall, um, especially that scene with uh, John Favreau standing at uh, Aunt May's grave next to Peter. Uh, I just had so many questions of what the hell was going on. Like, how on earth would John Favreau, if he didn't know who Peter Parker was anymore, shouldn't that mean that he doesn't know who who may aunt may is and like he knows that spider-man exists but he doesn't know that spider-man was peter parker and like yeah like like did like did all the avengers work with spider-man and like now they just have no idea who he was it's yeah. like who was that guy that helped us yeah it's it's so strange and i i know that like literally you can hand wave it away with dr strange magic and spells and all that kind of stuff but just like like you're saying, logistically, you know, I feel like these movies have done a pretty good job. Um, you know, there may be like a few holes here and there, but overall, I think these movies have done a pretty good job um, sort of a- closing the loops and answering those questions to to our satisfaction uh, where we we haven't I, ha- I haven't felt like I've walked away from a Marvel movie with that many uh, open questions about like the rules and the logistics of a universe um, in, in quite some time, maybe ever from an, uh, an MCU movie anyway. Um, so yeah, like is there room in multiverse of madness to tie up those loose ends and answer those questions from this previous movie? Is it, uh, is it like asking too much of, of that one film to, um, to like be able to, uh, to put that weight on its on its shoulders i don't know that i guess do we have to wait until loki season two to figure out what the hell is going on with the multiverse i mean there's just like so many questions that i have now so uh yeah i I guess we don't have any good answers to any of that but um yeah i guess i just wanted to express my my confusion in case anybody else out there like just caught up with with no way home uh recently when it came on on vod or whatever and uh had those same thoughts because i listened back to your discussion with peter your your spoiler uh, podcast like right in the in the aftermath and you guys didn't say anything really about the the happy hogan thing and i I know that you you mentioned like you know did the avengers um know that they fought with spider-man but they don't know who he is but like the the happy hogan thing really just sort of like uh threw me for a loop there at the end of that movie but yeah um all right. Any any closing thoughts on the the future of Spider Man, uh, Brad? Do you think we we covered it all here? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's just there's so many possibilities at this point. It's unclear what you know Sony wants to do uh, and what the MCU's plans are from here on. And I'm sure that it's being discussed a lot behind the scenes. Um, oh, I, I have one more thing that I wanted to ask you. Okay. Do you think uh, Zendaya and Jacob Batalon are going to come back? Um, because I I think you know the, the the very end of No Way Home is like this emotional. Uh, you know, this really emotional moment, and you sort of, as an audience member, are left like wanting to to see them return. But at the same time, I could see a universe in which they, and maybe "universe" is the wrong word given <laughs> given the, the context of this conversation, but a world in which um, uh, they just never come back, and like uh, Peter Parker moves on, and and that that was 
you know, the sacrifice that he made was like protecting his friends and loved ones. And, and, um, you know, he just moves on and, and sort of has a different life. Do you think that they will come back? Do you think that Sony considers those characters and those actors as um, integral to the success of what they've done so far as they do Tom Holland? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I honestly, I think that that probably has to be like an integral part of what would presumably be another trilogy. Cause I don't think that you can just have him leave those relationships behind, you know, those two characters are very important to Peter Parker. And I think that like, eventually you have to have some kind of rekindling of that relationship, whether it's, um, by, you know, doing it all over again in a different way or mm-hmm. by, um, somehow figuring out that that spell can be undone without endangering, uh, anybody else or creating, you know, problems. I, I think that that's definitely something that will, that has to be explored. I, I don't think that you could leave it just like that. Okay. Last question. Uh, because you said the spell being undone reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the gap between infinity war and Endgame, and how like the events of infinity war were so shocking and everybody was so gutted by the end of that only for Endgame to come along, you know, essentially like a few months later and sort of, uh, answer the question so to speak um do you think that multiverse of madness will answer that question and sort of reunite these characters or do you think we'll have to wait longer to see that i hope it's longer i feel like it would be kind of cheap for it to like just be have us sit with it for a little bit and then have it be undone in multiverse of madness um considering also what no way home did by introducing us to the fact that jacob Batalon has some kind of mystical uh powers as well it would be actually kind of cool, uh, especially considering how much of a uh, Marty McFly vibe that Tom Holland's Peter Parker has. If at like the end of the first new Spider-Man movie in would be a new trilogy, Jacob Batalone like shows up and be like, Peter, you have to come w- with me, you know, and like like something is messed up. And Peter's like, what, what the, what the hell is going on? And th- that sparks a whole new adventure. Yeah, that sounds great. OK, I think we got I think we got it. I think we covered pretty much everything here. Um if you out there listening have any other Spider-Man related thoughts or questions or anything, definitely hit us up because I'm curious to see sort of like where they take the the temperature of the collective room and see like, you know, what, what everybody thinks about the future of this character because it's really fascinating stuff and it's all sort of embroiled in like corporate IP and the machinations of the, you know, goings on behind the scenes and everything, but just like creatively uh, all of that. I'm, I'm curious what y'all think. So um, send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, mailbag topics, spidey thoughts to us at peter at slashfilm.com. Um, don't forget to uh, leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air Um, yeah you can find more about the stories that we mentioned on today's show at slashfilm.com I will link to a couple of them in the show notes Slashfilm Daily is published every weekday bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast Spotify, all the popular podcast apps and don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.